Yes. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Up in Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of FlagandBanner.com. Through storytelling and conversational interviews, this weekly radio show and podcast offers listeners an insider's view into the commonalities of successful people and the ups and downs of risk-taking. Connect with Carrie through her candid, funny, informative, and always encouraging weekly blog. And now it's time for Carrie McCoy to get all up in your business. Thank you, Sun Gray. After four decades of running a small business called Arkansas Flag and Banner, now simply called flagandbanner.com, my team and I decided to create a platform for not just me, but other business owners and successful people to pay forward our experiential knowledge in a conversational way. Originally, we thought we'd be teaching others, but it didn't take long before we realized that we were the persons learning. Listening to our guests has been both educational and inspiring. To quote the Dalai Lama, when you talk, you are only repeating what you already know. But if you listen, you may learn something new. The act of listening is learning. As Greek philosopher Diogenes wrote, we have two ears and one tongue so that we may listen more. After listening to over 200 successful people share their stories, I've noticed some reoccurring traits among my guests. Most of them believe in a higher power, have the heart of a teacher, and are creative because business is creative and they all work hard before i introduce today's guest i want to let you know if you miss any part of today's show want to hear it again or share it there's a way and sun gray will tell you how all uiyb past and present interviews are available at up in your business with carrie mccoy's youtube channel facebook page the arkansas democrat gazette's digital version flagandbanner.com's website or wherever you listen to podcasts. Just ask your smart speaker to play Up in Your Business with Carrie McCoy. And by subscribing to our YouTube channel or flagandbanner.com's email list, you will receive prior notification of that day's guest. Back to you, Carrie. Thanks, Gray. My guest today is one of the few men I know that really looks good in puka shell necklace. Oh, goodness. (laughs) (laughs) The well-known and former Razorback football player, David Basil. Hi, Carrie. Hi, baby. As a let me tell let me tell about you. Come on. As a linebacker for the University of Arkansas in 1984 football season, David had a total of 113 tackles mm-hmm. before he was sidelined with a shoulder and back injury. And this sounds like a lot to me, but his contribution to the sport did not stop there. David is not just a good-looking media personality in Little Rock, Arkansas. He is also a thinker and a doer, being credited with founding the nationally renowned Broyles Award that honors the best assistant coaches in college football, the popular Touchdown Club that during the football season has a weekly luncheon with celebrity guest speakers, and how about this, the Battle for the Boot, a football rivalry between Louisiana and Arkansas, is the brainchild of David. These days, you can hear David affectionately called the Baz, chatting it up each weekday morning with co-host Roger Scott on 103.7 The Buzz, and see him on TV during the Razorback football season as a pre-game host and commentator. It is my great pleasure to welcome to the table my friend and Little Rock's beloved former Razorback sportscaster, local celeb, and activist, Mr. David Basil. Wow, what a lovely introduction. All true. I'm still trying to remember. Did you say, is it Diogenes? Is it Diogenes? Good job. Yeah, good job. Diogenes. <laughs> I'm going to say that on the air tomorrow. Diogenes. 
What, I don't know what Dodge he said, but I like his name. Greek philosopher. Yes. Good so, to see you, Carrie. Yeah. Thank you, David, yeah. for coming. So yeah. let's start at the beginning. Do you come from an athletic family? Uh, I'm an only child. Came from Panama City, Florida. My dad was a pretty good athlete, small, undersized, didn't play football. So I was the only one to do that and uh, left Panama City to come play football at Arkansas for Lou Holtz back in the early 80s. So you were born in Florida? Yeah, Panama City. We, Redneck Riviera. I oh. did I did not realize yeah. that. Yeah. I, so it was for, for me to come up here, it was pretty unique because, you know, where I'm from down there, nobody knew much about Arkansas. But I, I wanted to go to a place to where if I, when, once I left, I could make an impact. This was a 16-year-old kid making that decision. So I knew if I went to Arkansas, if I could achieve success with the Razorbacks, it would open up doors because I couldn't believe how much people love the Razorbacks here. Where I'm from, every every block in your neighborhood had Alabama, Florida State, Florida, you know, Auburn. And so, but the loyalties here, you know, there are other schools here, but Arkansas was such a dominant thing to where I thought, you know, if I came up here, succeeded, once I got through with school, it would open up a lot of doors. And you, it has. You said you were 16? So I was a 16-year-old senior making that decision. Why were you a 16-year-old senior? I started school early. So I was playing football for the Razorbacks when I was 17. How about that? And Crazy. you were a linebacker. I was a linebacker, yes. That's a big guy's position. Undersized, but I was quick. I was strong. I had a good football IQ. Played with, had some really good coaches. So, uh, But I, I'm still, like today, uh, I had a shoulder replacement yeah, a year ago. It failed. I, to, I can't even raise my arm. So I think that being undersized and playing that game, overuse from foot, you know, I'm paying for it now, but I will still do the same thing. I love the game. That's uh, my next question. You had, as a, you were a linebacker and had 133 tackles in one season, which seems like a lot. Is that a lot? Seems yeah, like that's a, a pretty good year. That's a pretty good year back in the day. We had some good defenses back when I played. Why did you pick that? If you were small, why did you pick that position? Well, I was big enough. I just wasn't one of those guys that was 6'4". I was strong enough to where I was fast enough. You know, the, the linebacker on defense is is similar to the quarterback on offense. So you need a guy who's a leader, who, who knows the defense, can make the calls. And so, I, I, listen, I would rather hit somebody than be hit. I love to hit than rather be hit. I'd be the kicker. That's the, this, There's nothing the matter with that. That way, they, if they hit you, they get a penalty. <laughs> yes, but you have to make your you have to make your kicks. Well, everything's everything you do is big. It is big. It is. It's 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 it's. You, if you listen, you, you're either the hero or the goat. There is no in between. Uh, so you talked about your shoulder injury, and you also had a back injury, which forced you to the sideline. Tell us about that play that caused the injury. Yeah, I think I remember heard it in practice. Uh, I think you know my sophomore year, and I dealt with it. Uh, the doctor said I probably would never play again, and. I remember Dean Weber, the trainer, saying, you know, go out one more practice. If you can make it through this practice, you'll keep playing. If not, maybe you need to hang it up. And I went up there and had a good day, fought my way through it, you know. And, and uh, you know, again, when you're undersized, you get hurt a lot. And so yeah. my deal was I don't, I'm going to figure out a way to stay on the field. And that's what I did. Even though I was injured, I was prone because I'm smaller than most guys. Mm-hmm. And so that's what the Razorbacks are made up of. The history of Razorbacks are made of. You got to have those all-American types. You got to have Derek McFadden and Billy Ray Smith, but you got to have guys like Tony Cherico and Drew Morgan who are undersized, but they love the game. They're they football. They they play with passion because they represent the state. They're a big heart. They got a that, big heart. A, they play a, with heart. Effort and heart carry. It goes a long way. That's what uh, Lou Holtz always said. He said, "I don't want the best 
quarterback in the world. I want the quarterback with the most heart. That's exactly right, Carrie. That's exactly <laughs> what I said. That's exactly <laughs> what I said. So, uh, who was your coach when you were there? So, Lou Holtz was my coach for the first three oh, years, and well, then yes, and then Ken Hatfield was my coach for the last two years. So, so I had a chance. Both you had great coaches. two completely different kind of coaches. Both were really great. One of my favorite stories I always tell is that we were playing number one Texas. Uh, 1981, nobody gave us a chance to win. And Coach Holtz came in the locker room, but he was always good at preparing for the big game. And Kerry, he got up there in front of all of us, he said, when the national media come to this locker room after this game is over, you tell them this was not an upset. Go get them! <laughs> and we beat them 42-11. to 11. Whoa! We beat them 42-11. to 11. We, The number one team in the nation, he was always good at, at preparing a very intense, you know, sometimes bad, could treat you poorly, uh, but he was... Uh, How so- come you beat him? Well, we were better prepared. They were they were probably over overranked, but but we had a good football team and we were better prepared. And Lou was always the rest. That's why he's a Hall of Famer. No matter where he went, Notre Dame, he always prepared well. So a lot of pressure. He put a lot of pressure on you during the week to practice well, so you would play well. So all preparation. Preparation is is a huge key. Same kind of thing. When I play for the Razorbacks, I do today. When I get up and do the buzz every morning. I know I better be prepared or I'm going to embarrass myself or I have the potential to bear. Whatever I do, the Brawls War, the Touchdown Club, if I don't do a good job, just like you guys, if you if you don't come in here and prepare decently, you'll embarrass yourself or have the potential to. So it's the same principles that, that I was doing back in you know uh, junior high school football. Could you play football today? How tall are you? No, I'm, I'm undersized. I'm, I'm, I'm right at six feet, about you know, well, I don't want to say how heavy I am now, but no, I'm too small. It's a big, it's a big, it's for the most part, it's a big man's game. If you're not, you have to be put together where you don't have injuries. And I've got every joint is messed up on me. So it is what it is. I was going to ask you about your lifelong lingering ailments, but I don't guess I need yeah, to. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. But I do know that you have a lot of lingering positive life skills that you learned from playing football because you said this I think all of the football I played taught me a lot of discipline. And taught me to grind and work hard. No what question. You, what do you mean by that? Uh, it's the same thing you do, Carrie, to to make your business successful. You got to work the extra hours. You got to do the extra prep. It's, just, it's the exact same thing you do physically. You, it pushes. You know, you have mentally and physically pushing yourself in football. But in your work, what you do with the show, what you do, at, you know, your business, you know, it's, it's how hard, how many hours you put in. You you could do the extra. It's the same thing. Football does it just it's, it's a game and you have thousands of people watching and it just it's the same principles a little bit more intense um, but but it's the same mentality you have for both. Success is not a secret. You just work hard. That's right. That's and you right. just keep beating your head against That's the it. wall. That's it. You keep you keep going after it. All right. This is a great place to take our first break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with former Razorback linebacker and local celeb, Mr. David Basil. Still to come, the game of football, how it has changed, and is it a good thing? We'll get his opinion. David's relationship with the late athletic director, Frank Broyles, and all the things David has been a part of helping to create the Broyles Award the Touchdown Club, the Tusk Fund, and my favorite, the Battle of the Boot, a football rivalry between Louisiana and Arkansas. We'll be back after the break. You're listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of flagandbanner.com. Over 40 years ago, with only $400, Carrie founded Arkansas Flag and Banner. During the last four decades, the business has grown and changed, along with Carrie's experience and leadership knowledge. In 1995, she embraced the internet and rebranded her company as simply flagandbanner.com. 
In 2004, she became an early blogger. Since then, she has founded the nonprofit Friends of Dreamland Ballroom, and in 2016, branched out into this very radio show, YouTube channel, and podcast. In 2020, Carrie McCoy Enterprises acquired OurCornerMarket.com, an online company specializing in American-made plaques, signage, and memorials for over 20 years. If you'd like to sponsor this show or get involved with any of Carrie McCoy's enterprises, send an email to me, Gray, that's G-R-A-Y at flagandbanner.com. Telling American-made stories, selling American-made flags. The flagandbanner.com. Part of David Basil's workday every day is the morning show on 1037 The Buzz. Here's a sample of what that radio show sounds like every day. I saw uh, James Bryant say yesterday that uh, yesterday was the last day, or this weekend was the last day we would be under 60 degrees until November. So, uh, how about that? I don't know if that's, if that's it's just sort of unsettling. I don't believe it. <laughs> he says we're not getting below 60 from now until November, or whatever, October to the fall again. I ain't doubting him. Uh, busy, busy show. When busy. I said I don't believe him, is that doubting him? Uh, no, uh, okay. no. Okay. You just don't. Um, it's uh, going to be a busy, fun week. You got tournaments cranking up. You had the women's basketball tournament, SEC. You got the men's cranking up. You got baseball, softball, everything going on. I uh, got a lot to cover. Pat Bradley will be in with us in the seven o'clock hour. Wally Hall, Hannah Gamble, Hannah Slantama, Slantama. Is it Slantama? Slantana. Slantana. Like that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Razorback Graffiti coming up to, today as well. Thank you about Fish Brokers. Um, look who's back! Woo! Look at that guy. Oh, you're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy, and I'm speaking today with former Razorback linebacker, weekday morning host of 103.7 The Buzz, and TV commentator for Razorback football, Mr. David Basil, locally and lovingly known as The Baz. <laughs> uh, let's see. I know everyone wants to hear about your relationship with Frank Boyles, because I have watched you and him interact together, and it's charming, but don't talk about it yet. Before we do, let's fill in the gaps and talk about your life after college and what being a former Razorback did for your career and what were some of the jobs leading up to your current position at 103.7. The buzz, I can't believe you said you've been there for, you haven't been there 17 years. Yeah, I, I, no. I started doing radio in, in the mid-90s and, and then at full time uh, in the early uh, early 2000s. And do you have a degree in communications? I don't. I don't. If I had to go back and do it again, I would, but didn't at the time. What'd you go to college for? Uh, you know, my, my parents didn't go to college. I had no idea what I was doing. Right. I started out in general business, got out of it, ended up in a, uh, an education uh, degree with a specialty on physical education and recreation. Well, that fits. Yeah, and, and after I got out of school, I went into the health club business. I was uh, where I ran the gold, first gold gym franchises in Arkansas. Really? Yeah, I remember those. Yeah. And so I competed against Jimbo Teens. And yeah. I had a buddy of mine that was, uh, he may rest in peace, was a cheerleader. And we opened three or four goals gyms. That was the first thing I did. And then I got into uh, uh, the orthopedic business, Arkansas sports uh, the orthopedic business, where I helped the doctor, you know, get trainers and, you know, half school, high schools have trainers at site. And, and then all of a sudden I started getting more uh, media opportunities because, you know, back then they were looking for people to talk about sports and that were and well versed, and Wally Hall had the Wally Hall show, and Wally yeah. was a buddy of mine, so Wally had me on. And so one day, Wendell Stacy, who was the weekend anchor for Channel Four, left for Memphis, and the uh, the news director at Channel Four called and said, "Would you like to do some real TV?" So I went down to Channel Four. I had no training. I was horrible during the weekends. I was embarrassing. Uh, but it, so the way I look at it, Carrie, is that I like to try 
I love trying different things. I love popping into other people's worlds. I've written for the Democrat Gazette, you know, a health and fitness column for seven years. I've done TV. I've done radio. I find it fascinating you know, what everybody does. You know, I've had a chance to work doing PR for Jennings Osborne. I've had a chance to do stuff for Frank Brawls. So um, I find it really intriguing. I like to be challenged. I like to learn different things. I like to be you know, I like to find new and exciting challenges. And so, yeah, I've really had a really cool experience here in Arkansas. It doesn't hurt your awfully nice looking. Well, you know, back when I was 60 pounds lighter, I was, uh, you could probably see my cheekbones a lot better than you can tonight. Uh, but, uh, no, the people in Arkansas, Carrie, have been so good. You know, when I when I came here, one thing, you know, I go around the country because of the Brules Award, different things. I'm proud to say that I'm an Arkansan, even though I was born in, in Panama City. People in Arkansas are real uh, I love to represent them. I'm proud of my an Arkansas Razorback, and and um, it, it's 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 a fun thing to be able to represent Coach Brules and what I do, and the other things as well. You know, everybody that comes on here talks about that are transplants to Arkansas talk about how this is just such a well kept secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, diamond in the rough. Amy Moe was talking about it two weeks ago. Yep. The new Episcopal preacher from Trinity Episcopal is here. She said, if anybody knew about Little Rock, Arkansas, they'd all be moving here. That's right. And that, uh, yeah, both looks and people. Yeah, uh, talk about. Uh, your early morning anchor on 103 the buzz uh describe your morning it's not as easy as it looks that's exactly right carrie everybody goes oh you just get up and talk for a living well you, th- you think about it so you so we have to get up every morning at six to start talking at 6 a.m and be compelling and be interesting for four hours every day five days a week you know uh 50 plus weeks a year and and we're supposed to talk about sports with our main thing and we have the razorbacks and we don't and have any of the, we don't have any of the pro so it's a it's a tremendous challenge to be interesting and and people and we can't play music we just can't punch up music and play music and walk outside and smoke a cigarette smoke a cigarette I was at the basketball game uh of course uh Kentucky uh just uh, just not a pretty loss but uh, Hogs will will play this Thursday night six o'clock in Nashville against the Auburn Tigers. Uh, you know they've we lost to Auburn early in the season, but uh, but it's a team obviously we can beat. But well, I saw Lenardi last night or, or, or no this morning when I was looking up some stuff. He's got Razorbacks at number nine. Yeah, yeah. So there's no uh, there's we're no in. bubble. We're yeah, in. we're in. It, based on that, we're yeah. in. Pat Bradley said last night we'll have him on today. He said he said we're in. He said no matter what happens, we're in, which right. is, is great to know. <laughs> so so it's a, people don't realize, and uh, and some days are better than others. We'll admit it. Some days. Okay, it, this is going to make you mad. That won't make it me remind, mad. This remi- your show reminds me of a male version of The View on TV. Oh There's no question. <laughs> you, you, know, you know what I tell people we are? We're, we're a barbershop show. Oh, yeah. You go into a, a barbershop, and that's what you get. We'll talk about sports. We'll talk about relationships. We'll talk about a little bit of politics, not much. No, not uh, much. Pop culture, music, whatever. Uh, that's what we do. We, we're, we're bigger than sports. We're more than sports. Uh, you know what you won't talk about, because I've been on your show with you a couple of times. When I have been so angry with the athletic director's choice of football coaches and tried to say negative things about it, and y'all will not talk bad about the Razorbacks ever. Is that like a rule? No, I think that's changed, Carrie, over the years. I think that really has. I think years ago when Coach Burles was there, if if you did not toe the line, you would be out of favor and probably not have the opportunity to have access like you did. Now, nowadays, it doesn't matter. I mean, I think everybody's fair game and is social media. But I think back then it was like that way. You you were very 
very, uh, you know, careful not to criticize because it would get back. And I remember Craig O'Neill, he was doing the PA for uh, War Memorial. Is that why he got kicked out of doing well, that? Well, Dale Nicholson called Frank Brawls and said, Frank, you know, we're the, we're the TV station of the Razorbacks, not Channel 11. Don't like what I'm saying. So Frank, so Frank calls Craig, Craig. I'm sorry, but we gotta let you go, you know. And so that was uh, that was it. So it's yeah, it's a, it, but it's changes politics. Uh, yeah, it is politics. politics. So you talked about this a little bit about how hard it is. And when the show is over, do you overthink what you should have said or you didn't say? And how does and and how do you mentally handle gaffes when you make them? Yeah, I think sometimes gaffes are fun. We 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 like to we like to call ourselves the stupidest show because we're stupid. You call uh, it the no name show. Yeah, yeah, the no show with no name. Carrie, you know what? For us, we I, be honest with you. I want somebody to be screaming at the radio. You idiot! It's not that. <laughs> it's not Wizard of Oz. You know, I, I mean, I want them to, to to be that engaged to go. If if we've said something wrong, that's what you want. You want that. You want that kind of that visceral reaction. So it's okay if we get it wrong. We like it when we get it wrong. You told a gaff today because I listened today. You what what me, did I say wrong today? No, not you. What? You. Someone was talking about a gaff today, which made me come up with this question about a sports announcer on national TV calling a game and asked about yes, his dog. Heard that. Yes. Yeah. So the, those are things you can, can be. To be honest with you, you know, to me, you've done this long enough. The best things are the things you don't expect, and that turn out to be the most shocker. You know, those are the things like you, you look back and laugh at, you know, oh, my gosh, did I really say that? Did that really happen? We had a call one time where a guy was waiting on hold for an hour. He went to him. <laughs> so, and we, we've got a clip of it. That's the funniest thing ever. So, yeah, I, I think people like real radio. I think they like tell, it. I need to tell our uh, tell our uh listeners what the gaff was that guys said today yeah the, the guy the, it was peter burns of the sec network it was talking about uh, tom i think it was tom hart i think his name is and uh tom listen tell us about your dog man you got the greatest dog ever and the guy goes well peter i'm we had to put down the dog two weeks ago oh so he's, he's not around anymore so <laughs> dead yeah, silence yeah oh so uh the, the, so and i know peter burns and that's that's what's embarrassing thing but hey listen it is what it is okay so, here the game right of football has changed a lot on your morning morning show, you talk a lot about all the rules and uh, listen to some of the change, uh, changes that I've noticed because I watch football because my husband watches sure. football. He watches any sport on TV all the time. So I've noticed these things. I'm sure there's more. Kicker's ability to kick 50-yard field goals used to be you had to yep. get to the 30-yard line. Ability to drop out of college and go into the pros early. You used to couldn't do that, which, right. you know, uh, right. the, the games stop all the time for video reviews hurry up offenses i used to always say to my husband why do they wait to the end of the game to do that why do they always do that (laughs) so they started doing that the passing game over the running game another thing i always thought why don't they pass more but everybody's talking about defense and running games and targeting penalties used to be highlights now you get in trouble that's right thank goodness as a mother i'm happy about that (laughs) importance of special teams And the money's earned by the coaches. Those were the eight I came up with. Those today. are all good ones. Yeah, uh, it's, it's big business. Do you yeah. think the game is better or worse for some of these changes? You want to talk about any of those? Yeah, I think I think some of it's worse. The, the money is is disgusting. I mean, did you hear? You know, Gus Malzahn gets fired at Auburn. Tom Herman gets fired at Texas. They're paid twenty four million dollars to leave. Mm-hmm. It's a horrible business model, and and that's why you you see you know the the, the argument about players getting paid. Players aren't allowed to have jobs for the most part now, and now they're getting ready. We're going to open Pandora's box and have, you know, likeness image deal where you know players can get money for that. But think about this: you're paying coaches nine, ten million dollars a year for amateur sports. So 
I hate the money part of it. When I started the Brewers Award, an assistant coach was making $150,000 a year. Now they make $3 million a year. So the money is because of TV carry. That's the problem. And it is what it is. I think it's going to it's gonna be ugly when the players start getting big money. It's just not going to work out. But the, but the game, let me, I promise you this. People want to see scoring. So I hate, as an old defensive player, I hate that. They make it where the offensive lineman now can hold you. They make it where the offensive lineman can go down the field where the defensive players can't tell if it's a run or a pass. They want the, to have high-scoring games because that's what people want. I get it. Don't hit the quarterback. Quarterbacks are the star. You know, I do hate the ejection penalty as a defensive player. You work so hard. You get in there. You make one mistake. You're out for the next next half of the game and the next game. You talking about the targeting? Targeting. I hate it. I hate it. Make it be a 50-yard penalty. Don't penalize a kid a, a half of two games. That's extreme. Yeah, it's extreme. I, I get. Listen, we'll be sitting here five years from now. We'll still have that. It's not going to change. So change the rule to where it's a bigger penalty and don't penalize a kid for, to lose a game. And I don't think that they are. A lot of times it's an accident. I don't think. No question. Mm-hmm. No question. It's an accident. And there, there are some that are not. There's they some that cry. Are, yeah, it's, 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 it's a bad. We need, they, they've overcompensated for that. Mm-hmm. They need to go back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that you answered one of my uh, questions, which was, do you believe college students should get paid? Absolutely. You do not. I, I don't mind some. But what they're getting ready to do is not going to work. What are they getting they're going to allow do? people to have players to have agents. They're, so what's going to happen? So so I'm David Basil, the agent. I'm going to get this new player out of uh, Central High School, uh, and I'm going to so Gray, Gray, listen. If you let me represent you, I'm going to have you making appearances at sports clips, Fletcher Dodge Chrysler mm-hmm. Jeep. Now you got to you got to be there after class. Now you got to drive an hour, and you're going to and you're going to listen. I'm going to make you ten thousand dollars this month. You're going to be driving around in a, a eighty thousand dollar car. While that farm family sits up there and pays, you know, a hundred dollars, you know, per ticket. To, that's right to mm-hmm. get up there to watch you. It's I'm gonna t- it's going to be a disaster. And it's like nineteen. It's, can't, you can't give a nineteen year old. No, it's going to be a disaster. Have the energy to even play the game if you the, do that, all that. Listen, that's exactly. They, they can barely go to class and go to practice. Yeah. Now we're going to have agents where you're making appearances. They've overcompensated for this, and it, it is. I'm telling you, it could it could ruin the game. It really could. We'll see. Uh, I heard uh, an announcer just. Not too long ago, talking about the theory of never kicking uh, some some coach. Kevin Kelly here in Little Rock, Pulaski Academy. Doesn't believe ne- in cooking ne- never the three punt, point. Never, never, punt. never punt and always kick onside. And it works. He's won like nine state championships. He's all a famer. Well, if you stop and think about it, it Pers- takes three field goals to make what one touchdown can do. Because a touchdown, if you get the if you get the extra point, seven close, yeah, seven, seven to nine. Yeah. So I mean, yes, two field goals will get you to six, but if you get that extra point at seven, it takes three field goals. So if you have three chances to try for a touchdown, if you don't kick for a three point, he does it with analytics. He he can look at it and say it's better for you to go for it and not get it than the, the odds are in your favor to go for it and make it. And he's right, but people just won't aren't willing to try that on the on the on the Plus higher level. It, the confidence that it gives to your young players who are so emotional that you believe in them and that they can go for it. Right? Maybe if you're outmatched size wise or numbers wise, that those are great ways to take advantage. Yeah. Uh, what's it like working with Roger Scott? Honored to work with him. Roger's one of the most talented guys around, and I saw the movie Antiquities. Yes, Roger was the star. Roger was so Roger Ted Danson. Ted Danson and Mary Steenburgen came up to him afterwards and said, "You were the best." Why did he do anything with that? It's ridiculous that uh, listen. I've tried to get Harry Thomason yeah. find this guy some more work. He should. He's that talented. All right, this is a great place to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with former Razorback linebacker, local celeb, and radio personality, Mr. David Basil, still to come. 
David's relationship with the late athletic director Frank Broyles and his work on helping to create the Broyles Award. The top assistant coaches in college football have come to Little Rock in December in hopes of taking home the most prestigious honor an assistant coach can receive, the Broyles Award. Named in honor of the Hall of Fame coach at Arkansas, Frank Broyles. Finals have included some of the biggest names in college football. Gus Malzahn, Jimbo Fisher, Chris Peterson, Gary Patterson, Lincoln Riley, and Paul Christ. Frank Broyles' work in selecting and training assistant coaches is unmatched. Jimmy Johnson, Barry Switzer, Joe Gibbs, Hayden Fry, and Johnny Majors are just some of the 27 coaches who worked under Coach Broyles and later became successful head coaches. The Touchdown Club, the Tusk Fun, and my favorite, the Battle of the Boot, a football rivalry between Louisiana and Arkansas. Loose football, Alonzo Highsmith's gonna take it to the house. Racerback Stadium, the site of Battle of the Boot, the rivalry game between Arkansas and LSU that spans back over a century. We'll be right back after the break. Part of David Basil's workday every day is the morning show on 1037 The Buzz. Here's a sample of what that radio show sounds like every day. Anyway, it is what it is. Uh, that we will we will be playing Auburn at six o'clock on Thursday night. That's the first time it, we're under twenty wins with Muss. That's a good question. And Mons. the first time in it, a while it, at the end of the regular season. Yeah. This is the worst. This I think. Correct. Well, either this is his first season. Rog, Was his first I wonder what we went? were with a conference record. I guess that sports guys we should know or look that up. We're so hey, sure we were. He was. He was. He's, he's been twenty and twelve, twenty five and seven, twenty eight and nine. And now 19 what, and 11. What was the conference record his first year? 7 and 11. Okay, so he's 8 and 10 this year. But so 13 and 4, 13 and 5, and this year 8 and 10. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy. I'm speaking today with former Razorback linebacker, weekday morning host of 103.7 The Buzz, and TV commentator for Razorback football, Mr. David Basil. All right, before the break... At the beginning, we talked about you're from Florida. I had no idea. I should have given him a Florida flag. Missed. Oh, look, you're reaching for your shot. Listen, I have one of your big flags. Remember that? Because you got it from Osborne. No. You remember what it was? You don't even remember that, do you? Mm -mm. So when 9-11 happened, I used to live in the Toughnut building. I was in the corner, and there was no high rises there. There was nothing. The the exit ramp that went down the river market was... Oh, that was you? That was me. So I bought your, like, 15 feet tall by Mm -hmm. 30 feet wide, or maybe it was bigger than that. Maybe it was 50 by 50, and I hung it on the side of the building. I still have pictures of that. That came, and I still have that somewhere. But now I hung it there on the side of the tough. Now, when there, you know, now you can't see anything downtown because of that. But that, but back then there were no no high rises. You were a real early adopter of living downtown. Yeah, I was the first. I was the first in the tough nut. Really, the first. And that you was still it. live downtown. No, no, I, I moved back out west. And then I moved to uh, over there by the Big Dam Bridge now. So before the meeting, uh, before the interview, I asked David if he'd ever been married. Once. And I was like, what? I was, I can't believe you were ever married because you 90s. get so much. Yeah, listen, uh-huh. I, I, grief. I, I did, listen. I didn't. I didn't date in high school. I didn't date the first girl. I mar- the first girl I dated was a girl I married. I'm crazy. My, I'm busy. I'm doing things all around the clock. My hours are terrible. I'm not a good boyfriend. But yeah, I, I, I admit it. But I don't know. I don't know about all that. You're modest. Let's talk about your relationship with longtime athletic director, the late Mr. Frank Broyles. How did you get to know him? He was the athletic director when I played, but he was always gone. He was, he was always doing the ABC weekend game with Keith Jackson. So we didn't see him much. So once I graduated, I knew he was a legend, even though I'm not from here. 
So I went to him and said, Coach, what if I I saw where you had the most amazing assistant coaches? There's not an assistant coach of the year award. Would you let me start one? David, if you don't have to, if you will not ask anybody else in the state of Arkansas for money that gives to the Razorback program, you could do that. I'd be honored for you to do that. Well, that's I know. So 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 I did, for nothing. I did the Brawls Award and he and he, he said, David. If you have any other ideas, you did such a good job on the Brewers Award. Bring me other ideas. So that's when I brought Tusk, starting the the, the live mascot program. That's when I did the Battle for the Boot. So uh, he was great. He was such a when he carry when he would walk in a room, oh. he would light it up. And listen, there are other coaches that maybe one more, but what, nobody had the the charisma that Frank Brewers had that Southern drawl, and he was he was impressive. So how did you get the money if you couldn't go to anybody that was already giving to the Razorback program? I borrowed $100,000. No, you did not. I did. How there old was, were you? There was a banker. I was 25. Whoa. There was, you bought, uh, there was a banker. He, he, may he rest in peace. His name was Joe Ford, not the... And he was he loved Ohio State, and he lent me money. I, I was bored forty thousand dollars, sixty thousand. It got up to hundred thousand because nobody had enough money. Nobody believed in the award, so I said, "The only way I'm going to get this thing done." It took me seven years to pay it off, and now the award is one of the most recognizable awards in the country. Matter of fact, the hottest coach in America who just got the Texas job, Steve Sarkeesian, won the Brewers Award, and he's his contract is five million a year. So, uh, but I knew I had to do that to make it work. I didn't. I wasn't married at the time, didn't have kids. So I said, I'm, I'm all in. This, this is the only way I'm going to make it. Joe Ford, if I'm all tell one time, I went to Joe about getting some money, and Joe said, David, I can either cut you a check for the Brawls Ward, or I can cut Coach Brawls a check for the Razorback Foundation. I said, Joe, you make sure take good, you take good care of Frank Brawls. I'll deal with the Brawls Award. That's what I was. He that's has what enough I money with. to do both. I know he should have. <laughs> but anyway, that's how that's how it started. That's a so so you seven know, years. Took me seven years to pay it. I was paying. So you're not making any money off no, of this. No, I don't think. I don't. Listen, I was paying seven hundred dollars a month in debt service to the Brawls Award. Where did this love of uh, of, rec- of recognizing people? It, because it's fun to do. I love to do things that nobody's done, and nobody had created an assistant coach. Nobody had done it, and now. Now, every time you open your paper, somebody's referencing, he was a Brulesworth finalist. He's a Brulesworth nominee. Yeah, now, the, now the NFL's done that. They've done an assistant coach of the year. Uh, the Touchdown Club. Thousands of people come to Touchdown Club every fall. They love it. You know, seniors are coming. That's all I need. Karen, I don't need to make any money. It, it's about. It, it, it don't. It don't. Listen, I, I, that's not why I do it. I do it because it, it's, it feels good. It's different. It creates. It's like Jenny's Osborne. You know, I, you know, he used to do things because he loved the reaction he'd get from people. I'm the same way. I love to see coaches and, and, and people come in and get a chance to see Mean Joe Green and Larry Zonka, get their picture made with them, or Steve Spurrier, and they never get access. This would be the first time they've ever seen these people, and they wait for an hour to get in the door. That's all I need. That's well, I that's need. exactly what I did. I went to the Frank Broyles Award, yeah, and uh, I think you gave Gus Malzahn. He was a winner. Uh, I think he won something, and I went up and met Frank Broyles and got my picture made with him and got assigned plate awesome on one of his plates yeah. and i had never seen frank Broyles up close yeah it's exactly like you said he's larger than life yeah. and when he takes the podium he owns the room he, he owns the room i've never it's crazy he's as good as anybody is anybody you know whether it be you know nick saban or bear bryant he was that charismatic and and he owned it it was impressive when he turned it on he could turn it on when he walked away from the podium after he got up there and motivated us all, and we were like ready to go out and win the team, uh, he, you know, he walked back and you went over to the podium and just grinned like, yeah. "Wow, there he is!" Think what he did, Carrie. Think what he did. 
he took a state that really didn't have much of a self-esteem, especially what happened with 57 and the central crisis, and he made the Razorbacks a national commodity. He made them a national story. And people in Arkansas were like, hey, we're, we're playing for the national championship. We're number one. So it's amazing what he did for this state. It really is. Where did Whooping Suey come from? It goes way back, I think, in probably the 20s and 30s that uh, somehow that there's not definite where it came from. But somewhere in that time, they that was part of the cheer that was originated. And, you know, the Razorback, too. You know, finding the Razorback. It used to be the Cardinal. They changed it, it used to be the Ra- Arkansas Cardinals. They changed it. You go Bedzex came in after the well, game. It's red, right? Yeah, they mm-hmm. played like a bunch of fighting Razorbacks, and that was that was sort of it ever since. When was that? What year was that? That was back in, the, I think, the uh, the 20s, the, the late 20, teens or 10s or 20s. Well, I just love the Whooping Suey. It it's is a great so, call. It's, it's one a, of the best calls in America. It absolutely it, no is. Question. You, everybody recognizes it? Yes, and nobody else can go into a, a restaurant, and all of a sudden 50 people do that. People are going, what is that? I mean, it is so unique, and it's it's perfect. It's a, it'd be look at those hillbillies over there. That's right. <laughs> I tell you, when I play football, Gary, I can look at the other sideline, and and for the fir- when that first call call was done, you can see those players looking around, going, "Look, what in the world? What are we? Where are we at?" You know, it, I mean, it's intimidating to hear sixty thousand people doing a hog call. It's it's intimidating, it's, but it's but it's perfect. It's a great call. It's fun yeah, to it's be fun. in the bar. It is. It is. When they, when they start calling no, the hogs. <laughs> no, no uh, question. I've been in an opera house, and they have started that, calling exactly. The hogs. It's it's yes. It's that doesn't iconic. matter. That's right. Yeah. Doesn't matter where you're uh-huh. at. That's right. Yeah. We brought Jack's girlfriend from Ohio, came in town mm-hmm. for Christmas, and we took her to a bar to watch, uh, I think it was uh, it was a basketball game, and they started calling the Hogs. And she's <laughs> like, what is <laughs> going on? She loved it, actually. It yes. Uh, so, um, what do you think Coach Broyles' biggest strength is? He's very charismatic, but his ego was big. Did it ever get in the way? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But but he was a visionary. Just think what he did, the the, the money he raised, the things he did. Uh, you know, he, he bumped, you know, he was a, he was, he meddled, he meddled with the football coaches. Uh, he, he meddled a little bit with Nolan. And so he wasn't perfect. He, you know, he's, he, but you look at the big picture. He, what he did was pretty significant. Um, he never would allow uh, the Razorbacks to play any that's other right. Arkansas teams. That's right. Now that's changed. I, we, I understand why he did it for so long. That's okay. So of all the, uh, so how long has the Frank Broyles Award been going on? 25 25 years? 25 years. So who's your favorite one you've ever given it to? And what was the most memorable? And am I putting you on the spot? No, you know, there've been some really good ones. You know, the coach at Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley was good. I I love it when coaches get up there. The coach who won it, who's now at Pitt, he talked about he kept his father's coat, his uh, his father's shoes, his coach's shoes in his, in his closet all his life because his dad had died. He kept his coach's shoes, his dad's coaching shoes. He went on to become a head coach. And then uh, Tom Herman, who was just fired from Texas, he talked about the time he didn't have a dad. And his mom raised him. And his mom raised him. And he said, I thank my mom. I didn't have a dad. So I love those stories, those backstories like that's really cool. So there have been a lot of those kind of things. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really neat to bring in the, some of the best assistant coaches to, to Little Rock. And, and everybody gets a chance to hear their stories. Are you still real involved or have you kind of passed Still involved. No, no. The Burles family, I gave the award to them for the Burles Foundation as they help raise awareness for Alzheimer's caregivers. But I'm still involved every year. We get a Google alert for any time Burles Award is mentioned. And it's, it's amazing now. Year after year, all these guys are finalists or nominees. And it's what I visioned 25 years ago. I thought, you know what, if I, I want to ensure the legacy of Frank Burles that Fifty years from now, who's Frank Broyles? If I went back and looked, why is his name on the Broyles Award? Why is he? Because he had the most amazing assistant coaches in the league. Yeah. Who manages all of that? Well, now it's Molly uh, Arnold, Coach Broyles' granddaughter, and Coach Broyles' daughter Betsy. And is they, it a it's foundation? A, it's a foundation, yeah. And so this is a way for them to make money now. They can use the Broyles Award 
as as they as they will to make money for them. And they're trying to raise awareness for Alzheimer's caregivers. That's how Frank died. And that's how his wife died. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And you'll always probably be the MC. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'll always be involved. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, the Touchdown Club. Yeah. It's another one of your successes. Tell us how that came to be. And how old is that one? How that one's, that one? uh, let's see, that that one is uh, 2004. Yeah, I just, I'd, I'd seen some other Touchdown Clubs around the country and thought it was time to have one here. Went to Rex Nelson, good buddy of mine, said, Rex, and I think we need to start a Touchdown Club. He said, you're, you're not going to believe this. You know, I thought the same thing. Went to Andrew Matters, same thing. Andrew said, oh, my gosh, I was thinking the same thing. And so this this community loves football. And so the challenge is now every year this group expects the big names. And so we've had Mike Ditka and Steve Spurrier and Marcus Allen, and we've had Heisman Trophy winners. Uh, you know, so it's really – and now we have awards for not only do we have the Brawls Award, but we have the Cliff Harris Award for the you know, top small college player in America. We have the Darren McFadden Award, the Dan Hampton Award, the Willie Rope Award. Well, yes. Who, when, when do you give those out? We give those out during football season. We didn't this year. Do you do it at the Touchdown Club? We do it at the Touchdown Club. We have the, like last year we had Archie Griffin, the two-time Heisman Trophy winner. We've had Marcus Allen. We've had Danny Warfel. Please Heisman. tell me that somebody pays you to do that. No, I don't make a dime. That just drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. My, 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 dad, my dad's always told me, he said, it's not, it's not a, but you know what? I don't care. I love, I love people who enjoy that stuff. You know, I love the fact that somebody drives two hours to get here uh-huh. to stand in line an hour before. Can I tell you, I don't want money for that. That's Listen, that's the coolest thing ever. That It means that much to somebody. They want to fight to get to their seat. That's that's cool to me. It's your legacy. Yeah. So Mike Ditka was there. I didn't Mike realize Dicka that. Mike Ditka was there. Hell, he though. was great. He I bet was, he probably sold out instantly. Yeah, so he was big. Earl Campbell was great. Larry Zonka was great, as I mentioned. Too Tall Jones, Mean Joe Green. I mean, we've had mean some. Mean Joe yeah. Green, boy, he looks mean. He, is he mean? Oh my gosh, he was such a nice guy. He's probably a little pussy cat. But the great thing is that the people who go to the Touchdown Club get to go up and meet these people. I know. Yeah, they get the picture like you talked about, and mm-hmm. so uh, you know, so it, it, it's fun. It's something you know. This is a small state. We love this kind of stuff. You act like it's football because it's during football season, but actually, I saw two basketball coaches. Well, I think you may be getting it confused with the tip-off club because we, oh, that, that was that, right, the tip-off I club am. came after that because the tip-off club saw what we were doing with the with the football thing. We want to do this during basketball. You're right, I am. I, Which, I love it. I love mm-hmm. the fact. Yeah, I love the fact that they do. So that. you're not doing the tip-off. We, club? No, we just, we do. We, no, but no touchdown club in America does more meetings than we do. We do fifteen which is a ton every Monday. So I'm gone from I go to every Razorback game. So I'm gone from Friday, get back Sunday, touchdown club Monday. You know, doing my doing the radio show during the week, it's it's tough to, but it's fun. It's it's fun. Uh, golly, all right, Battler of the Boot. Yes, that's my favorite thing that I read about you. That you started the battle for the boot. Yeah. Which, if, if anybody doesn't know, it's the shape of Louisiana yeah. and Arkansas together. How did that idea come about? So when Coach Brule said, yeah, I did a good job mm-hmm. with the Brule's Award. He said, think of other things. So I did. I did Tusk. I did the Battle for the Boot uh, and a few other things to do it, uh, for him. And, and I, you know, at that time. LSU was not that great. And I thought if they ever, if Arkansas and LSU ever came back, there's so many commonalities between the two. LSU got their first uh, tiger, their first tiger mascot from where? The Little Rock Zoo in 1935. They paid $700. Really? And so there are a lot of similarities. And so uh, so at the time, neither one of them had sort of a fun rivalry game. And and really now, you know, LSU has dominated the last four or five years. But there have been times when it's gone back and forth. And, you know, my, my deal is I tell people, you know, it's not, they go, there's not a rivalry. You know, LSU's beating us too much. This is only 25 years old. Wait till this thing is 50 years old or 60 years old. And that old trophy says, and the players run over there and get it when they win it and bring it back. 
Uh, and you know they've been doing it up in the uh, you know up in, in the north for a long time. But yeah, that's a fun thing. It's there've been some great players. Derek McFadden's played in some great battle for the boot games. And when it was in Little Rock at War Memorial the day after Thanksgiving, that's when it was really the best. And they had to move that. But it, it's a fun. I, I make all my trophies big. I want to make I want to make them big and gaudy where everybody can see them. So why we don't do uh, any? What do you think about them not playing any more? games in little rock i hate it i understand it it's a money are there going to be any at all uh one every other year right now it's it's a money deal i I sort of hate it but i get it you know don't don't players love to play in little rock i I did but you know these kids up there they they don't know little rock and when i played i would put carry i'd play four games down here a year four we they didn't have lights when i played up there now that facility's <laughs> that true. That facility's so nice up there now. They like they like staying up there. But the problem is, it's tough to get people to go up there eight times a year. That's that's a lot of traveling seven eight times a year to fit. They don't have enough housing. Up, they don't have enough uh, hotel rooms up there. And it takes it's changing a lot though. And it, well, they, and it takes a lot of money though. If, you know, unless you're wealthy, it, it takes you know, you know. It does. Uh, I mean, being a Razorback football fan, if yeah. you leave your house, it's expensive. Yes, yeah, seven it's seven or eight times yeah. a, a year. Yeah. Yeah, I can't afford it, and I make you need a pretty a time good share during football. <laughs> yeah, season. yeah, right. That's yeah. right. I want to remind everybody that you're listening to Up in Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy, and then I'm speaking today with former Razorback linebacker, weekday morning host of 103.7 The Buzz, and TV commentator for the Razorback football, Mr. David Basil, lovely, lovingly known as the Baz. So the Tusk Fund, we hadn't talked about that. What is that? So that's just a way to, to help keep the mascot program started. The way that did the way that started, Carrie, is that when I was a freshman, I walked past the. Uh, I was walking up on game day, and I saw this little cage with this animal in it, and it said "Big Red." And I said, "Is that our mascot?" And one of them, it was a farm pig. It was a Duroc red pig with fleas around it. It, it was a farm pig, and I told my the teammate, "I said that's our mascot." I said that's embarrassing. So I, I made that note as a seventeen-year-old freshman. And when Coach Brawls came to me and said, David, you did such a good job on the Brawls. Bring some other ideas. I said, Coach, I want to restart our mascot program. Let's get a real razor back in. So I renamed it from Big Red to Tusk, built a giant big trailer that's, you know, that's 30 feet long. And we have a real razor back with, 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 uh, with tusks. And we've had a lineage where we, they're all related over the last five years. And people, the Stokes family and... and, and uh, Is it the third now? Is I think it's the fifth. The fifth. Yeah, the Stokes family of Darnell takes such good care of it. And they people, don't live very long? About seven, six, seven years is oh. what they, yeah. And so, uh, but it's they're... A Russian boar. It's, it's a Russian boar. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And so, boy, they are mean, they're strong, they're powerful, and Keith does such a good job with handling them every year. But now people can go up and take pictures and... Tusk fits, big red. You know, it's not a razorback's not red. It's it's brown. It's a Russian boar. Yeah. So that's one of those crazy things. I also did two uh, two clothing mascots. I did uh, we they we changed the, the dancer razorbacks to big red. We took that, and so we, I thought he needed to have a wife and child. So I did uh, Suey, uh, uh, Suey S O O I E, and uh, pork chop. So <laughs> so the kids like Suey and pork chop more than they do big red because they're smaller. And so they're not as intimidated. So and what have, are they? Are they Russian? No, they're no, they're dancing. They're 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 human beings. They're students oh, dressed up. Gosh. Yes. Oh, I see. Yes. And so we have three three masked you know clothed mascots, and we have Tusk. So one of the more crazier things that people don't know when they see these dancing students down there in their Razorback outfit, pork chop. That I, that was one of my ideas with Suey. So what's up for you next, David? I don't know. I, you know, people ask me that sometimes. I don't know. I, I just got through renovating a house. I've spent a year and a half doing it. I'm excited about that. It's right around the corner. Uh, so it's, it's nice to, you know, I don't really have to take too much time to do something for myself like a house. So uh, I don't know. I might want to do more TV. Love doing the radio. Maybe the Basil and Carrie show. 
When I was on your show, you asked uh, these trivia questions, which I can't believe how good you are at naming people's names, like on our show sure. just now. You are so good at remembering people's names, and that is probably my weakest link, but uh, and always has been. Uh, but you asked me to three questions and i can only remember two of them it was this country you asked me and a caller called in and you said what's the favorite what's your what's the number one selling shampoo and i can't believe i didn't get that it was pantene I was I, like, did we ask you that okay. yeah, wow. I, but then okay. you asked us uh, neither neither i nor the caller got it and then you asked us uh who what, who was the first team to win the super bowl and i said green bay you, wow. you did just what you did just wow. then. You went, Very good nice. job, Gary. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a bell, I'd ring it right now. That's, that's what, I, that's what I'm looking for. I don't know for. how I knew that one, but I knew that Very one. good. It's always nice when you get something right. Isn't it, though? It is. Y'all were doing questions today on the air and, and asking people. People love to get things right. They love to feel like they can call in or they know the answer. That's it's, it's a, Or when you get it wrong, they're yelling at you. You, you idiot! Stupid! <laughs> that is the Packers! Yeah. So um, I want to tell everybody that you can hear David every weekday at 6 o'clock in the morning to 10. I think I listened yeah, to 10 today. It's early. It's early. But brutal. four it's hours is a lot of work. Don't let – he makes it look easy, people. It's not easy. You can hear David weekdays on 103.7 The Buzz talking with his buddies, Roger, Scott. And there are 12 of y'all on the website. We have a lot of great uh, talented guys. And you can also see you on Razorback football games – days because uh, you are yeah. behind the scenes yeah. i like always what you have to say about what their kids are like in the locker and yeah. what the coach is talking about i really like all that behind the scenes yeah. stuff at, that you talk about got 100 straight games eight years for, no. channel, for channel seven at missed a game in eight years please tell me you get paid for that a little bit okay good I was about to say. I didn't know. Here's yes. your gift for coming oh, on. Oh, wonderful. But I didn't Thank give you, you a Florida flag, so you no. are going to get a Florida flag to go with your desk set. That is Thank a U.S. You. Arkansas. I love it. And I'm going to send you over Thank a little you. Florida desk to go with it from where you were born. Are your mom and dad still alive? My mother lives here in Arkansas now. You brought her up. I did. I brought her up here. My dad's still down in Panama City. Oh. Love it. Love flags. And I'm proud, you to, do love I'm proud to say I've been I bought a customer one, yes. for a long time. That's Pr- how I actually yeah. know you. Proud to say I bought one of your biggest flags ever. Yeah. Uh huh. I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, yeah it carries a blast. Thank you. Yeah. Any, You're welcome. Yeah. I want to say to our listeners, thank you for uh, joining us today. Uh, we hope you've heard or learned something that's been inspiring or enlightening, and that it, whatever it is, will help you up your business, your independence, or your life. I'm Carrie McCoy, and I'll see you next time on Up in Your Business. Until then, be brave and keep it up. You've been listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. For links to resources you heard discussed on today's show, go to flagandbanner.com, select radio, and choose today's guest. If you'd like to sponsor this show or any show, contact me, Gray, at flagandbanner.com. All interviews are recorded and posted the following week. Stay informed of exciting upcoming guests by subscribing to our YouTube channel or podcast wherever you like to listen. Carrie's goal is simple, to help you live the American dream.